gracious heavenly father we praise you and we thank you for the moment like this as we are waiting upon you lord to you to speak here we are to hear from you open our spiritual eyes and our minds to hear you and to read your word meditate your word and to be blessed let the words of my mouth and meditation of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight in jesus precious name we pray praise the lord once again it's my privilege to share god's word and i was preparing as all of you know we know when the december comes christ is the reason for the season we saying but now what is the reason for this season cross is the reason for this season right always about in the traditional church or denominational church or even as a believers like us we do remember cross and uh, as we know without christ there is no christianity the one who has christ in him is a christian the same way without cross there is no christianity as well there is no christ christ came christ and cross cannot be separated and we are saved through christ no doubt about it it is you who came to save us without him there is nothing but at the same time there is no christ without the cross cross is a part of his life right do you believe that during this past 30 days and another 10 more days the whole world is remembering and also meditating on the cross it is not the normal cross it is a cross of christ and what he has gone through what is the message from the cross actually when i was meditating about the cross immediately in the last few days it came to my mind this coming sunday is the farm sunday always the all of the denominational churches used to celebrate it and remember that day when jesus christ was walking on the street to jerusalem on the colt or a small donkey and why don't we do it if we don't do it some of us we may forget it even though we read the bible and we know it once in a year the whole christians used to remember this i do not know how many of us remember cross daily even though christ was said those who wanted to follow me carry your cross daily and come but how many of us remember and carrying our cross daily and following him and if it is so we have to thank god for that and if not at least we should remember today what has happened before 2000 years ago on the street of jerusalem when jesus christ was uh, had a procession towards jerusalem with his people to that and also when we are how we are different and uh, we pray first uh, corinthians chapter 1 verse 22 and 24 if you read it first corinthians chapter 1 
verse 22 to 24. For Jews request your sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, it's a stumbling block. And for the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Who are we? We are neither Jew nor Greek. We are the people, even though we were, but we are chosen by him. And we preach Christ crucified on the cross. In that way, we differ from the world. Don't you remember or excited to know who you are? Of course, the title for today is who you are and where you are. That is the topic. But you should know how different you are. How you are different from the world. Even though we are living in this world, this, and we are not of the world. We are not for this world. We are belongs to Christ. Amen? Amen? We are belongs to him. We are kingdom people. We were chosen. Time and again, we are forced to remind you who you are. Because in a busy schedule in this world, you forget about what you are. Because you are very much mindful of day-to-day work. You don't think about what you are spiritually. What is the position? What is the provision? What God has been giving to us? We forget about all those things. We don't spend much time to think and thank God for that. That's why some of us, we find it difficult to worship God freely. Because so many things are accompanied uh, uh, in, our, um, in our minds. So, we preach Christ crucified on the cross. We are neither Greek or nor Jews in tradition. We are the spiritual papal beings. And today, as I said, it is for Farm Sunday. Why this Farm Sunday, they are called as a Farm Sunday? Because the crowd waved the palm branches as they followed Jesus Christ during his procession into Jerusalem. It was a time that the Jewish feast of the Passover, many Jews traveled to Jerusalem to celebrate this feast together. And why it is important? It is one of the most important days in their life because in the Christian calendar, it marks as the beginning of the Holy Week. Because it starts from the coming Sunday towards the next Sunday is the Easter. They believe that it is a Holy Week. And also immediately proceeding to the week and event of leading to Jesus Christ as the death and the resurrection, Farm Sunday is earlier. And uh, that's why the Farm Sunday has become a very important in a Christian circle. And when they are, let me, let us turn to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. 
one more reason for this event is important because it is recorded in all four gospels. Many things are recorded in all four gospels. Matthew 21, 1 to 11. Mark 11, 1 to 10. Mark 11, 1 to 10. Luke gospel, chapter 19, 29 to 38. Luke 19, 29 to 38. And John 12, 12 to 16. All these four gospels recorded this as a farm Sunday. In that way, it became very important for as a Christian, whoever we are, we are a believers, we should remember this in our life, even though it has happened. As uh, exactly in the exaltation during pastor mentioned about why it is important. The prophecy of Zechariah was given before, 500 years before the Christ crucified. That is fulfilled. In the same way, even though it is fulfilled, it reminds us of our position. So, in Matthew chapter 21, let us read the scripture, and then I will we'll go on meditation for verse 5, up to 5. Can we all stand to our feet and read together as a change? Always the gospel has to be read with all reverence. It's better to stand to our feet and also read together whatever versions you have. I will also join with you. Chapter Matthew chapter 21 from verse 1. Now, when they draw near Jerusalem and come to Bethphage and the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite to you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Lose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. All this was done, and it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, saying, Tell the daughters of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on the donkey, cold and full of donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought a donkey and a colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them, and a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitude who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, O Sanna, to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. O Sanna, in the highest. And when he had come to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Amen. Please take your seat. Thank you very much. Now, what is Vosanna means? Even though it is a day, few days before the Palm Sunday, somehow our choir also not taken a song from this. 
but the rest of the days they used to sing. Because for them, every day is the same day. Anyhow, thank God for that. What is Ozana means it? Ozana means praised and blessed. That's what the scripture they said. When they are praising God and they were worshipping, saying Ozana. And this belongs to, they said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Ozana in the highest. That means, it is a Hebrew word. And it means, be open, be wide or free, and to be safe, bring salvation and get victory. These are all the meaning for that. In the New Testament, the word is used to save, help, and bring salvation. But in the New Testament, it is only attributed or greeted to one person. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Since all the scriptures are inspired by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is telling us that only one person, the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, can fully save and bring salvation and get victory for us to enjoy the benefits. So that means this word is used only to exalt, to praise the Lord Jesus Christ alone in the New Testament. And that is, he brings salvation to the whole mankind. That is the meaning of it. He is the one who come to save us. In Matthew 21, 1, 1 to 5, when we think of, if you, do, if you think that it is a story, what are the characters? Jesus Christ, of course, the one, the disciples, the colt and the donkey, and the crowd, the multitude who followed, who sang along with him. When you go through all four gospels, few things are special in Matthew, and one thing is special in Luke, and like that there are something else there. In this, one, in this only gospel, Matthew records the colt with the donkey, with the mother. The rest of the gospel, it is not mentioned. They said it is a donkey. As I title this, who you are and where you are. About these four characters, I have chosen as a common, the colt, a donkey. From the donkey's character, we are going to learn what the God has been teach, as teachers in today. <clears throat> on that day, what has happened? Just imagine. On that day, what has happened? It is a celebration. Jesus Christ is marching through Jerusalem, entered to Jerusalem. Even though he started from Jericho, and even though they wanted to stop him, and he said no. He proceeded. And uh, that is the triumphal entry. When your Bible it is titled the triumphal entry. All the Gospels mentions it. So only a few days are there for that, the whole world to celebrate that. The, uh, the Jesus Christ as the Messiah 
the Jerusalem was welcomed him. That's why people joined with him and they were praising him. So Jesus Christ can learn some lessons for, and we can learn from this portion and uh, what we are when compared or when we identify us with that cold. And here, Jesus Christ introduced as a Messiah, as the prophet, and we are called to do the same thing as it has happened before 2,000 years ago. Like the donkey was used and called to exalt Christ as a king on this earth, and he introduced to his role and reign to other people. That is about Christ. In the first place, what I want to I observe from here is, what is God's plan for the donkey? Number one is, God's plan for the donkey. Verse two, you will find your donkey tied there. That's what Jesus Christ has said. You will find a donkey tied there with her cold by her. One thing that is very interesting about this story is that Jesus knew exactly where the donkey was. It was not a guess that there might be a donkey or it was not a hope that somehow there might be a donkey along the way. He did not just happen to see donkey and decide it would be easier to ride on a donkey than, than to walk. It is not like so. Jesus knew that in this exact location, there was waiting, uh, the donkey was waiting, and he sent a disciple to that exact place and pick up the exact donkey, and it was waiting for him. In fact, we learn few verses later that hundreds of years ago, as we read, the prophet Zechariah has already spoken about this donkey. That's what the promises, Zechariah 9.9. Before this donkey was overborn, it was predestined and designed by God in his sovereign plan, and this donkey would be in this place, and he excited for a very purpose. He was there for such a time as this. In another gospel it is said, this donkey was tied in a door side in a junction, in a two-way junction. And it was tied. The donkey's days were ordained in this, what we know. This day, his day for this donkey was ordained by God. And our days are also ordained. And you may think that it is a luck, whether good or bad, has brought you to where you are in your life. For an example, where you are now, you are in this land. Some of you may think it is because of your good work or it is because of your, uh, your um, uh, ability or because of your profession. And because you are decide that person help, this person help, and you are here. No. God knows us before we come to him. And God is the one who brought in this land. 
and god is the one who brought us together you just imagine from where we were and where you are now it is not by us it is not by us at all it is god who brought us together so you may go so god has placed us where we are and he has done so far is a specific purpose god has a specific purpose concerning each and every one of us and you may go years nearly your whole life not understanding not knowing what that purpose is but somewhere god has purpose for you he has a plan that was ordained for you and you need to be ready for the day when jesus comes he says he has need of you you need to be tuned listening to the spirit of god when he says to you you have been placed here for such time and for that is this the donkey woke up at the ordinary morning on that day but the day his destiny was fulfilled that day he exalted jesus christ among the people that day he introduced the savior into jerusalem and some day it may be today god will use you to introduce the reign of jesus christ into the life of another you have a prophetic destiny in your life you and me are called for that purpose to exalt christ in our life to introduce christ to somebody's life that is the purpose that is why god has chosen on that day that colt was chosen and before it was born and we before we were born christ knows that who we are on his appointed time he has chosen us and he has made us as called us for that purpose secondly god's purpose for the donkey what is the god's purpose for that donkey first was god's plan what was his plan so that plan was on this day this this day this has to happen jesus has to come through the uh, the, the way to on his way to jerusalem and he stopped there he is sent and given an assignment to two disciples even though 12 of them were there he had chosen two and he gave them the instruction go to this village and there you will find the the donkey uh, tied with a colt and release it and bring it if anyone ask you tell them that jesus wants it and with that assignment he is sent it that was this role all together it is a plan of god concerning the donkey and imagine that you are as that situation you are tied god has released and you are brought and someone was sent to release us and today we are in his presence to glorify his name secondly the purpose for the donkey is is an ordinary donkey in fact it was then ordinary in what way it was not even a full grown donkey it is a young one and it was not trained or or uh, carried away by a famous kings or carried anybody on him 
and it was not trained in some royal stables for the donkeys. In fact, we learned that donkey had never ever been ridden before. That is the scripture says. No one ever sat on that donkey. That is a speciality. Of course, that is a small one. And not only had he never carried a king, he had never carried anyone. This was an insignificant donkey at that time. However, this donkey's significance was found in a simple statement in verse 3. What is that? Verse 3 says, If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. That is the significance. The Lord needs it. So we were all need by God. You don't. You don't. You, that's why you pay attention to think and listen and identify where you are. First of all, remember the title. What is the title? Hmm. Keep it always in your mind. Who you are, where you are. Who are you now? Who are you now? Where are you now? In his house. Right? Now you think about and remember what is the purpose for you to be here. However, <coughs> we learn this, as I said, however, this donkey's significance was found in a simple statement. The Lord needs it. And this one reality is the one fact changed the whole significance of the donkey. This suddenly made him a very important and very special donkey. The insignificant donkey on that time became very familiar and very important and very special. That is why today we talk about that donkey. Before that, if it is not important, it is not written in the Bible. Because it has become so important, and so special, today we are talking about, remember about the donkey. So you are also, your case also the same. Right? You are so special, you are so important. That's why who you are. Not that there was a, anything special in this own ability, but in the fact that the Lord intended to use this donkey to bring glory to himself. And the same way we are all here to bring glory to God. Glory to God all through our life. Amen? Sometimes we may feel like this donkey, that we are insignificant and there is nothing special about us. However, in those moments, we must realize that like this donkey, our significance found in the fact that Jesus Christ has called us. And that is, as, Jesus, as he has said each day, the Lord needs you. The Lord needs each and every one of us. That is the important. And also to match that and acknowledge and accept it and affirm it, 
Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Then you know who you are. The answer to that. The scripture read like this. But you are a chosen people. Your royal priesthood, your holy nation, your people belongs to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. That is we. Amen? That is we. We were chosen. For what? Of course. The, the, these are all the accompanied blessings. Your chosen people, your royal priesthood, your holy nation, the people belongs to God, that we may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. So the same purpose for what the colt or the donkey was chosen before 2,000 years ago for him to ride. So just as the donkey was called by the master to exalt him, so you have been called out from the darkness and given a new significance as a chosen royal and a royal priesthood and a holy nation. So that is the purpose. Thirdly, what is the position of the donkey? What is the position it has given? Jesus made an interesting statement in verse 3 again. And he will send them right away. In other words, when Jesus is done with the donkey, he will return him. There are two things. There are significant in this. First one is, the donkey did not become a professional king carrier. He did not become the world-famous donkey that carried Jesus. He did a job which was to exalt Jesus Christ, and then he returned to his life. Without getting any pride or any position from what he had been accomplished, what I want to say is, the position after that, he was brought for the particular purpose to exalt, to enter. Jesus Christ was sat on the donkey and he entered into Jerusalem. After that, his assignment is over. It was sent back. And here, we too must careful that when we accomplish something for God, that it does not become a source of a pride for us. Remember as a children of God. That we don't become a good and glorified Jesus, that we end up glorifying ourselves and not Jesus at all. What I want to say, God has given us the gifts and the talents. We are given us assignment to glorify God in one way or the other. But that is not everything for you so that you will proud of what you are. So in this lesson is, once his assignment is over, it has gone back. Even though it is not supposed to be the lesson in reality, but lesson for us is we should not proud of what you have done or what you are doing in the kingdom purposes. 
If you are glorified, glorify God himself alone, not you. It is not you who are doing for something. Very especially those who are ministering God. And we should be very careful about it. What is your position? Not, whatever you are, whatever you are given, it is not by you, it is by God. As you are as chosen, you are chosen. Of course, you are royal priesthood. You are belongs to his people. Only one purpose, glorify him. Not you. Not to boast about whatever you are. So where we learn from this? From John the Baptist. John 3.30 says, He must become greater, I must become less. We are not greater than John the Baptist, or neither are we are not greater than Jesus Christ to exalt. But we are very insignificant, of course. But at the same time, we are the Christian, the child of God. That is the only security and the highest position what we have. But rest of the things are hidden. And we exalt only Christ in our life. Second thing in this donkey was able to live in his life. Sure, he had a super prophetic destiny to fulfill. He was the one who carried Jesus, but he also had a normal life. He probably spent the rest of his days carrying the rest of the bundles of the, uh, in his life. Sometimes when we think of doing something, as I said, for God, we think of people like John the Baptist. That's why I just I mentioned this quote. Yes, we are able to live our lives, but we must, in the course that life fulfill our destiny. Otherwise, the life that we live would be wasted and unfulfilled life. So we should be careful about it. Fourthly, <clears throat> God's provision for the donkey. What is the provision? The donkey colt was tied out with his mother. That's why I said only this gospel recorded this. Imagine if he had been young away and he expected to carry Christ all alone. Imagine if he was expected to fulfill his holy destiny all alone. If the donkey had been put through that kind of situation, he would not have fulfilled his destiny. Do you believe that? Because the scripture is very clear. One is, of course, it is young. Second is, it was not practiced or used to that. No one has trained it. And it is very difficult to bring that to Jesus. It is not only, uh, there I was thinking, it is not only just untying and it is bringing to Jesus. It is not an easy task. I do not know how many of you has the experience. And you, even to imagine, you might find it, it is very difficult. Do you believe it? Do you believe that? It is not easy to bring a small donkey to Jesus Christ. From where to where, we do not know. But it is uh, to the village. Of course, uh, some distance should be there. It is not easy. Let us see what has happened. And uh, he would not have fulfilled the destiny if it is all alone. And he would have problem 
run erratic through the streets and thrown the cries off. Of course, it is possible. Just imagine, he would have caused a sense, but a sense of different sort. But Jesus took into account the weakness or the infirmity or insecurities of the donkey. Only Matthew records, in fact, that donkey's mother was taken along with that coat. And he was given the comfort of his mother's company. Since the mother is coming, and the colt also followed. Otherwise, it is not possible. Do you believe that? He still had to go through some new experiences that day. The Bible says he had never been ridden before, but he did not have to go through them alone. His mom was there by his sides. When God calls us to fulfill our holy destiny, when we are called to exalt Jesus Christ and introduce his reign into the lives of others, it may also be uncomfortable for us, especially if we have never evangelized before or have a little experience, we have to come out of the comfort zone to do so. In order to fulfill our destinies, we like the donkey must endure some new experiences. We must sometimes go through hardships in our life. As, uh, as I put you in to you to remember and or imagine how difficult it is to get a small, the cold donkey to bring it to Jesus Christ, to fulfill that assignment. It is a hard task. But just as the donkey had his mom with a comfort him, we also, as we engage in the life that God has ordained us for us, have a comforter. John 14, 16 to 18, when you read, I will ask the Father, Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you, and he will be with you. Verse 18, I will not leave you as often I will come to you. This is the comfort. That means the word counselor sometimes, <clears throat> it is translated into comforter. Jesus has promised his own presence in the person of the Holy Spirit in fulfilling our holy destinies which has been laid out before we were even born, we may have to go into some uncomfortable situations. We may have to do something we have never done before. We may be stretched out our limits, but we don't have to go through it alone. 
Jesus promised to spend, to send as your comforter. He understands our weaknesses. He understands our limits. And he makes provision of your Holy Spirit. He has provided and the Holy Spirit to us, that is, he himself in the form of a spirit, live in us to guide, to guard, to protect, and to comfort. And Jesus is announced to this, to disciples, and they would be bearing him, not only to Jerusalem, but to the whole world. But first, he told them, Acts 1, 4 and 5, 4b, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Verse 5, For John baptized with water, but in few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, dear children of God, God has such an incredible destiny in the store for you that he does not accept you to go all alone, but he offers to send the Holy Spirit with you to comfort you and to empower you. That is the power. So, altogether, when you summarize, God, as from the cold, what we learn, the plan, the purpose, the purpose and the position and the provision. He is everything to us. And God, we are not a very insignificant people. Since Christ is in us, we are somebody to him. And God has given us an assignment. Overall, whatever you do, in all things, what you do, what you speak, what you understand, everything to glorify him. As the insignificant donkeys, a colt was used before 2,000 years ago. Who are you and me? Don't you think that what great you are? How God has, what is the position what has given you? What are the provision what has given you? And what are the comfort he has given to you? And we are here to glorify him. That is the lesson God wants me to meditate and present it to you to remember what has happened before 2,000 years ago on the street of Jerusalem. And assignment was, carry Jesus Christ, enter into Jerusalem, and that purpose is over. And there, the rest of the things are taken place. And we have assignment. What has happened before 2,000 years ago? It is a physical. And what we are going to face in our future, as we heard about first coming is over. Now we are expecting the second coming at any time. And after the second coming means that we are going to enter the spiritual Jerusalem, the heavenly place. And we should enter along with Christ himself. We are not going to carry him and he will be there before us and we will just enter. Amen? Let us prepare ourselves to meet the Lord. So those who are not accepted or know Jesus Christ who came 2,000 years before to save us, 
to prepare ourselves and what he has a plan which we do not know before but this is the time for us to understand what is his plan what is his purpose what is the provision and what he has provided for us amen now is the time for us to goes to the last table let us turn to first corinthian chapter 11 we pray together later from verse 23 onwards i read it for you for i have received from the lord that which i also delivered to you that the lord jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim lord's death till he comes therefore whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the lord but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself not discerning the lord's body for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many are asleep for if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged but when we are judged we are chosen by the lord that we may not be condemned with the world what we learn or what we know about this lord's table once again it is a reminder for us to understand what it means it it is not a ritual it is we cannot take it very simple and uh, it is so important and it is uh, again it is a part of worship in which we engage each time when we comes to take this lord take part in this lord's table in one way it is a celebration for what god has done and knows also the it is known as a communion and in other words it is a breaking of bread and also all together when we think of it is giving thanks to god so it is a simple act in which those who are christians number one as a partake of unleavened bread secondly drink of the fruit of the wine and it is an important act as well one that we should understand why we do it 
lest our participation be one it is meaningless to us or displacing god and taking god's judgment on us so we should it is important for us to know what we are doing it in that way it is so important in our life therefore as i said it is very important to know and understand for all christians very specially those who knew in faith to be aware with the meaning and the practice of the lord's suffer we cannot take it simply or ordinary secondly the meaning of the suffer it is a memorial when you go through the scripture remember remember and remembrance so it is a memorial in paul's account he says that we eat the bread in the memory of his body we drink the cup or the fruit of the wine in memory of his blood they represent his body and the blood we therefore celebrate the death of jesus christ on the cross for this is my blood and the new covenant which is shed for many for the remission of sins this is jesus christ who said my blood my body and broken and it is a new covenant he made with his people whose death to make a new covenant possible it is christ death of jesus christ the blood of jesus christ as a remission of our sins so as the passover was a memorial celebration of israel's deliver- deliverance from egypt through the blood of the lamb on the doorpost the lord's supper is a memorial for the lord's death who makes our deliverance from the bondage of our sin secondly it is a proclamation whenever we come to the lord's table <clears throat> it reminds us we are to proclaim our faith in our and his death and if we don't believe he died for our sins and why should we keep that supper and we also proclaim our faith in the lord's return his death his burial and his return and thus the lord's supper looks forward as well as backward and will ever be observed by his disciples who trust in his redemption and anticipate his return so we are to remember and are reminded to proclaim the death and the return of our lord jesus christ finally it is a communion a fellowship or a sharing blood of christ together that is the prayer of jesus christ what is his prayer he prayed to the father that we should be one and we should be one with him so whenever we come to the lord's table it reminds that we are one as we partake we commune with the blood of christ and we also come in with us and perhaps 
the sense of reinforcing blessings we enjoy through the blood of Jesus Christ. Of course, we share all the blessing. Once again, it's a time of fellowship and a time of sharing his body and blood. And as we partake, we commune with the body of Christ. And perhaps the sense of reinforcing fellowship together in the body of Christ, that is the church, as we break the bread and together. So the Lord's Supper certainly has a great significance and should not be taken very lightly. And we do well, therefore, to consider what the scriptures reveals about it. Once again, dear children of God, it is prepared for those who accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and Lord and personal Savior and obeyed the Lord in the waters, through the waters of baptism. And if you do not know or understand if what it is, and if you think that it is a ritual, it is better you don't take part in this because the scriptures wants us or it allows you to take judgment by yourselves. So let's pray for the Lord's table and prepare ourselves to take part in this. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for the time that you've given to us to come to you as your children, as your family. Lord, once again we remember 2,000 years before you, crucif you are crucified on the cross by shedding a precious blood. And as your body was broken and you made a new covenant on our behalf and you said, do this in remembrance of me. Yes, dear Father, in this time we take this opportunity, Lord, to you bless the blood and the wine which kept before us and help us to take part in this, O oh Father, when we come together in union among ourselves and also with you, Lord, it is a privilege and it is a blessing. And we are the partakers of your blessings which you promised to us, O oh Father. Lord, help each and every one of us. If we have any unforgiven sin in us, cleanse us by the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Wash us and make us as the worthy children to take part in this communion of Father, in this Lord's table. Father, prepare our hearts. Help us to forgive one another as we are forgiven by you. Let this day be a day of blessings. As we do in remembrance of you, Lord, help us do it in our lives, even in the days to come, so that we proclaim your death and your coming. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Now, as I said, it is for God's children, and ashes will guide you. Please follow the instruction of the ushers and take part in the service.
Let's appreciate him for the word today. Lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and appreciate the Lord for the word today and for the flesh and the blood of Jesus that has ministered life again to us. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We worship you for the privilege of your word and the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray with you today that from this month and from this day, who you are will begin to show to the world. In the name of Jesus. That you carry Jesus on the inside of you. We begin to manifest for the world to see. In the name of Jesus. This month the world celebrates Easter. Easter talks about the resurrection power. I agree with you. That resurrection power shall speak in your life this month. Whatever you have given up on. Whatever the world has written off concerning you by the resurrection power of God they shall come back to life in the name of Jesus this month shall be your best month ever your long awaited testimonies are coming this month the joy of the Lord shall find expression in your life in the name of Jesus no tragedy in your family no evil report in your camp in your office there shall be good news in your family, there shall be good news. Wherever you talk, there shall be good news. It shall be a month of good news for you. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. Go in peace and return with testimonies. All that Christ has done for you and me shall find expression in your life. You are returning next week Friday with testimonies. The zeal of the Lord of all shall perform it. So shall it be. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Let's share the grace in fellowship and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. As we pray, the Lord will answer answer us. God bless you. Your prayers are answered. We are exiting through the left. Please, let's make sure we exit very fast. Have a great week. You are specially blessed. Amen.